Hello and welcome to the worst movie ever made, an experimental movie podcast designed with one thing in mind, to find the best movie ever made, because this is the best movie ever made. I'm your host, Chris Hockman. I'm joined by my co-host and fellow mad scientist, Rob Scucci and Bob Hasek. Hey guys, how are you? And why are we doing Halloween 1978? Because it's a good movie and... Um... I'm going to digress for a second. Um, you know how, like, the, the the iconic, like, do, 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 Oh, yeah. Music. I, replace that with um, Incense and Peppermint by Strawberry Alarm Clock every time you see Michael Myers walk into frame, and it's the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> I'm not familiar. Do, 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 do. <laughs> incense and Peppermint. Do, do, oh, do, do, do. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, imagine, imagine just, like, walking down the stairs to that. And I, I was doing that all day and laughing to myself. My, I'm visiting my in-laws, and they're just like, why are you laughing to yourself? I'm like, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> who's describing up, it this week? <laughs> Bob? That's, that, that's yeah. true. I, I don't know who's describing this week. I think it goes it defaults to Chris on a good movie week, but I could be wrong. Uh, um, I, love, I love John Carpenter. And it's not just because of this. Um, the Thing, which he made mm-hmm. in uh, 82, I think. Yep. If we ever do a good movie podcast this October again, I'm forcing us to do the thing. Okay. Uh, hey, Bob. Using your executive that. privilege. You know, you know that '80s revival new wave band Gunship. I've been like slinging to you guys nonstop. Yeah. John Carpenter yeah. is featured on that album. Oh, really? Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah, he's on uh, <laughs> Tech Noir Part Two. It's pretty sweet. Awesome. Um, uh, is, is, okay. it my, is it my turn to describe? I don't know. I. Yes. Yeah, let's, let's do I it. don't know. Sure. Yeah, All right. I'm not prepped, but let's just say that uh, back in 1963, yeah, yeah, 1963, a small child uh, murders his babysitter and is unmasked as Michael Myers. And 13 years later, 15 years later, we're joined by him as a 20 something year old escaping from an asylum and wreaking havoc on babysitters in his hometown. And that's it. Well, that's how you know it's a good movie, right? It, 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 it's so succinct. It, yeah. you, it's so easy to describe. It's like it takes a sentence or two. That's, yeah. that's like, yeah. uh, I'm alluding to our old... Uh, um, the plot pitch. The, yeah, the, the plot pitch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I live at a plot pitch, right. <clears throat> it, and it's true. I think it holds true. All right, um, let's throw it to you, Tip. Sitting on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere. Sounds awfully familiar. It's good, though. No, it isn't. YouTube comments. All right, I'm going to breeze through these for obvious reasons, just because for good movies, they're never really that funny. Uh, it's just like, yeah, you know, it's just kind of praising the movie, which it deserves. But like, we, we already know. Number one, as strange as it sounds, this movie didn't need a sequel, let alone a franchise. It actually works well as a self-contained ghost story. I agree. Uh, Next comment. That last moment when the camera turns to where Michael Myers should have been laying as the music starts hits me every time. The use of sound and color in this movie always amazes me. Next comment. Here we are in October 2021 and two days before Halloween, and I'm actually watching this great horror movie from back in the day. It sure brings great memories from when I saw it when it first came out. Jamie Lee was sensational playing Laurie. Can't believe how old this movie already is. Wow. Next comment. Most of the crew were John Carpenter and Deborah Hill's good friends. They were working for very little money to none at all. They just thought it would be pretty cool to be filming a horror movie. And the last one, Halloween is the greatest horror movie of all time. I'm... I, it's the greatest slasher of all time. 
because be it's true. set in motion slasher films. But like I, I think it's like heavy metal. There's too many subgenres. You can't just like say it's the best. Um, so, Fair yeah. enough. That's that's where I'm okay. At. You know what, Rob? <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on to your YouTube segment and use it as my vessel to say, okay, I I think it's good, but I don't think it's that good. I have problems that we'll get into. <laughs> I mean, it's iconic. I, it's I, I you think can't it's deny its impact. You can't sure. deny its cultural impact, but like. It's it's also anachronistic in 2023 to be like, oh, it falls flat for these reasons because it was made in 78. Yeah, but like, I mean, I, yes, I, it's it's yeah. tough. But <laughs> okay, so I want to say up front, it was the uh, trendsetter for all yeah. slasher films to follow. Right? It 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 set the bar for yeah. slasher films. Yeah. So I'm not going to knock them on their tropiness. I'm going to give them credit for the tropes later because they kind of established most of them. However, I'll talk about that later in best production. <clears throat> but okay. there's some there's some flaw with even your logic. Okay. Oh. Uh, and, okay, interesting. But but I will be hammering this movie a lot and most of it will have to do with bad acting, which we only have I'm a few sorry. clips. I'm sorry, hammered? Are you, you saying something about hammering? <laughs> Bob, I think you wanted me to describe the movie to get a gauge for how drunk I might be. And it's not that bad so far, is it? I'm not even... Anyway, let's throw it to test number one, the best of its kind. Okay, uh, let's see. Good movie bumpers, best of its kind. Yeah. Test number one, the best of its kind. Okay, Halloween 2. Jamie Lee Curtis and Donald Pleasance, is it? Yes, Donald yeah. Pleasance. A 33, so a very steep decline after the first. I'll tell you what the yeah. first one got in a minute. <clears throat> Scream. Okay, so it gets much better from here. Uh, Scream, Neff Campbell, David Arquette, and 81. I do like that movie. I don't think it's um, good movie material, but it, it is original. No, it's, I, I love it's, it. It restarted like it. The, the genre. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Hellraiser, we know something about that. Uh, we <laughs> did not agree with the score of 70, but it's Andrew Robinson and yeah. Claire Higgins. A 70 there, we disagree. Go ahead and check out the episode. Rob, where can they find it? www.theworstmovieevermade.com and there's a bunch of buttons you can click that take you to various places that have our archives and our social media and our streaming and all that good stuff. Friday the 13th, Betsy Palmer and um, what's his name, Archie... I don't know. A sixty-three. Okay. The guy that played uh, Jason Archie something. Yeah. And a king. I, I don't know. I, I can't. I can't read my own writing. I must have been drunk. Uh, the Shining. Ooh yeah. Yeah, Shelley well, Duvall. High. And Jack Nicholson in eighty-three. So yeah, collectively, it it is a large score of sixty-six on average. But uh, Halloween, what did it get? It had to have been like a ninety-five. Yes, uh, I'm thinking closer to 85. A 96. Oh, wow. Rob, much closer. A 96 yeah. out of 100. I strongly disagree. <laughs> I do. I, it, I also disagree. Yeah. I wouldn't say 96. That's too high. No, no chance. I'd say like a 66, maybe. Um, wow. Yeah, I would go that low. Uh, plus 30 and best of its kind. So I jotted that score down. Let's uh, sum it up with a limerick in test number two. Ain't that a pitch? Sorry about my kids, by the way. Oh, uh, it's fine. 
And Bob, you got to go first because we've been second sandwiching you for all this time. <laughs> all right, look out. For all you Hulkamaniacs that haven't seen No Holds Barred yet, I'm making a list and I'm checking it twice. And you better go see No Holds Barred. Otherwise, I'll body slam you when I see you. Hulkamaniacs, what you gonna do when No Holds Barred runs wild on you? Test number two. Ain't that a pitch? All right, so anyone that has not been following this season knows, should know that Hard Ticket Hawaii won our uh, worst movie of the season. <laughs> and next season's bumpers are going to include a bevy. Is it a bevy? Is that a good word? Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. word. Yeah, you're, you're right. It's going to include a lot of Hard Ticket to Hawaii clips. I'm so excited oh, because I'm so tired of hearing Annie McDowell sing, even though I like her. <laughs> and Hulk Hogan. All right. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm actually not too bad about that one. I like that one. All right. Uh, ain't that a pitch uh, for Halloween? There once was some girls who didn't look too shabby. Driving around before babysitting, smoking a fatty. One was kind of a prude. The other one got nude. And that homicidal maniac Michael Myers got all stabby. That's good. Uh, Rob, I'll go next. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. A minimalist thriller that offers just enough to build up the bad guy without all the snuff. The first real good slasher, the rest are button mashers, but I was really disappointed because the acting is rough. Okay. Oh, an honest, honest one. Okay. Yeah. Spooky mask man inexplicably knows how to drive. <laughs> In the town of Haddonfield, Illinois, he will arrive. He murdered his sis. Now he's after Curtis. When he gets shot, he's <laughs> presumed dead, but still alive. Wow. Uh, I'm going Rob. I'll go Rob. Four. Three. Three. Let's make it three, five. Rob. <laughs> All right. <that> sounds good. <laughs> All right. I'll jot that down. Let's go to test number three. What works well? Oh, yeah. Shit. Um, there's no uh, uh, different soundboard. One second. What works well? Here we go. Test number three. What works well? <laughs> yeah, all my bumpers for that uh, for the good movie thing have nothing to do with movies. It's just bad That's garage band. <laughs> uh, number one, Killer Kid. I mean, it it, yeah. it sets it sets up a trajectory I like. Um, you know, when when you watch a uh, eight year old murder his sister, babysit her, yeah. whatever. It's um it's fucked up and it, it sets the um the mold for the rest of the movie. I like it very much. <clears throat> uh, this is also I th I believe it's the um uh, catalyst for John Carpenter. Is that correct? Yeah. Is this his yeah. first movie? No. Oh, it's not. No, it's not. Is his it first his first movie. big movie? It's his first super successful movie. It's the highest. Okay. It was the highest grossing independent film of all time when it was released. Okay, well it's I'm still right then. Uh, number three, and Bob, I think you'll love this one. Terrific tracking shots. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, starting with the the uh, very famous tracking shot right in the uh, intro where you're following Michael as a child around the house. Uh, if you guys yeah. didn't know, that is that is like a famous um, shot that, that, you know, directors steal from and, and people talk about it all the time. So. It is, but guess, get this. Back then... 
the type of film they were using only held so much time. So even though it looked like one continuous shot, it's actually like four edits. Oh, cool. I did not know that. I thought it was one continuous shot, but well, thank you for... I know. I, th- I thought so, it. too. And then when I read yeah. that, I'm like, interesting. And then they said the certain, the whatever Panor- Panavision film they were using only held like a certain number of minutes, like a, like yeah. a minute and a half worth of yeah. film. That's okay. kind of cool. That's actually yeah. true to this day. They, um, even movies like Birdman that were like all one shot, like they they can only shoot like ten to fifteen minutes at once, and they have to cut it in post. So yeah, right. how about that? Yeah. Number four, super iconic soundtrack. Yep. Rob, you alluded yeah. to it already, but I mean, it, it's still used to this day. People love the way that sounds, and so do I. I gotta give. Credit. And John Carpenter uh, uh, composed it. Yep. Yeah, which is crazy. So he must be some kind of like genius or something. Yeah. All right. Number five, Lori's not listening in literature, but answers accurately anyway. Yeah. I think oh, kids, totally. Yeah. Like out I, of I nowhere. Think, yeah. I think my kids are uh, heading upstairs now, so I'm sorry about all the noise, but that's okay. good because that means they're going to bed. Um, yeah. So this also establishes that Lori is really smart, which, <laughs> which they, um, clue you into and that's a a, i guess sort of how she beats uh michael later it's not super apparent that it's because of her smarts but she does like use a coat hanger and you know she's she she has some some clever she knows how to improvise for sure yeah yeah for sure uh number six camera makes mention of matches that later confirms murder so um the nurse who has the matchbook you you get a look uh dr loomis is it yeah yes uh, sees her matchbook and the camera like makes it very clear uh, and they want you to see it. And that's because they want you to know that Michael definitely killed her. Uh, and then he swaps cars with somebody else. Um, and you know that because of the matchbook, which is a, a, a clever use of, uh, of that. Anyway, number seven, ki- uh, creepy killer in the clotheslines. I didn't know where else to put this, uh, but I think it's great when um, Lori looks out a window and she sees, Michael standing in the clotheslines. They do this kind of thing where he disappears like Batman a lot, which is kind of funny. Yeah. But um but yeah, <laughs> it, it it is an iconic Coon and Francis Cartman when he like disappears, like, where'd he go? He's like, I'm over here now. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, one exactly. of the first times I saw this in my teenage years, they were they were, you know, the the two the babysitters are walking back from school and he just shows up by that bush and disappears. Yeah, I was genuinely like freaked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet. Yeah, back in the day, that uh, was not a thing that happened in movies. Uh, number eight totally made these terror tropes trendy. And I'm talking about like, I'll be yeah. right back. You sex, you die. Unkillable uh, killer booby traps sounds uh, yeah. to distract people so they go look for it and get killed. Right. And, uh, disappearing killer as well, like I just mentioned that <laughs> thing. All of this stuff, um, to me, uh, I, I feel like 1978 uh, Halloween was kind of the originator. So. But uh, I'm interested to see what Bob has to say in the best pro- production soon, because uh, it sounds like it'll be touching on some of that. And then number nine, Doobie Smoking Teens, which is just uh, yeah. a thing that Bob also mentioned. But it is, you know, 1978, if you weren't smoking doobies, <laughs> you know, you weren't alive. So you guys want to mention anything else? Yeah, um, 
just because uh when I was a lit major, we had to we I had to do a whole unit on like young adult literature. Um, it follows the beats to that rather perfectly, where it's um absent or incompetent adults. Yeah, absent oh, adults. Yes. That's a yeah. that's a yes. very very common thing in like young adult, even like Harry Potter and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, Hunger Games. It's just like <laughs> it's the kids are left to their own devices and they have to figure shit out for themselves. Yeah. Um, and yeah. they, they, they can't rely on anybody, but their own intuition. Yeah. You're, so you're I, right I like about that. that. Bob, I you want to throw know. anything in before we head to Rob's Zadry? No, not at all. Okay. Rob, take it away. Hi to Ponderosa. Here I am just like Bill Cosby in the new movie, Planet Part 6. I'm yet another. Last time we hear this one. Please. Ponderosa. Then I see it. Now get a Leonard Part 6 mini spy camera at Ponderosa for only 99 cents with any purchase. All right. Hi, Leonard. Rob's Ad Read. This this might be catch all territory, but I, I just couldn't. This is I'm, I'm knocking the movie with my ad read. Today's yep. episode of the worst movie ever made is brought to you by the Michael Myers Driving Academy for juvenile sociopaths. <laughs> how do you know how to drive a car? Michael Myers does, even though he was incarcerated at the age of six or something and locked away from things like driving school for his entire life. What if the car he stole was a stick shift? Do you think he'd be able to handle it? Why is it that at the age of 35, I'm just now realizing this after watching Halloween as an adult for the first time? It doesn't make sense to be locked up for your entire juvenile life and immediately know how to drive a car like i don't know i don't think he was taking classes inside the mental institution for the criminally insane children i'm pretty sure that learning how to drive falls pretty low in the list of things you want to teach to this kind of child but i digress halloween is pretty great but how the fuck does michael myers know how to drive a car cool yeah you know you know what's extra funny is that they touch on it but it's still no explanation whatsoever (laughs) yeah like like loomis is like I I'm, he's on his way to Haddonfield right now, and the guy's like, "How's he gonna do that?" He's like, "He stole my nurse's car," and the guy's like, "Well, nobody taught him how to drive." And then Loomis is like, you "Well, it seems did. like he." He's like, "Yeah, somebody's been giving him lessons." It's like that doesn't <laughs> you see him? that doesn't explain how padded room yeah. Yeah. like steering yeah. wheel simulation. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, this is where where the one of the one of the first instances of a uh a. Uh, I don't know, a, a series of some sort where they answer this in a later movie. I don't know if you know. They do a lot of yeah. retconning in Halloween because like Strode ends up being Myers' sister oh, at one point. Big time. Yeah. And then the, the, so, the final trilogy. Re- yeah. Yeah. Apparently Loomis drove Michael Myers to different appointments in different facilities and Myers studied how to drive from Loomis. Give me a break. Oh, okay. Exactly. I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. I'm with you guys. Okay. Uh, test number four, the best dialogue. Best dialogue. Let's see. That's a good movie bumper. Here's a... Here's a... Test number four, the best dialogue. Okay. Uh, one of these I'm throwing in as a curveball for you. We'll see which one you think it is, but we'll start with number five. This is Weed kills. Still spooked? I wasn't spooked. Lie. I wasn't. Saw somebody standing in Mr. Riddle's backyard. Probably Mr. Riddle. He's watching me. Mr. Riddle was watching you? Lori, Mr. Riddle is 87. He can still watch. It's probably all he can do. 
What's the pumpkin for? I brought it for Tommy. I figured carving a jack-o'-lantern would keep him occupied. I always said you'd make a fabulous Girl Scout. Thanks. And for that matter, I might as well be a Girl Scout myself tonight. I plan on making popcorn and watching Dr. Dementia. Six straight hours of horror movies. <laughs> Little Lindsay Wallace won't know what hit her. <laughs> And you know, cough, when you cough really hard like that, you get super high because that opens your lungs up. Yeah, and you absorbs do. it that much faster. Yeah. Not that I would know because I've never done that. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's just nice, nice um, like friend and friend dialogue in a car. And uh, what I really love about it though is that the marijuana is the inhibitor that makes them believe they could be uh, hallucinating later when they hear and yeah. see things. Uh, yeah. So it right. makes it okay for the characters to um, put, shove away what they should find alarm. Yes. Because they know that they're high. So they're like, oh, you know, I'm just being a, a wimp because I was smoking. And I, I really like that. So number four yard. This is pale. I met him. Fifteen years ago, I, I was told there was nothing left. No reason, no uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of good or evil, right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him, and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. What do we do? He's been here once tonight. I think he'll come back. I'm gonna wait for him. I still think I should notify the radio and television. No. If you do that, they'll see him on every street corner. They'll look for him in every house. Just tell your men to keep their mouths shut and their eyes open. Right. Yeah, I really, I, I, I like the way that ends when Lewis is like, you know, you don't want to cause a panic because then we'll get all these false reports of yeah. Michael. And that, that it might be worse uh, to be ch like goose yeah. chasing uh, later. But also, I mean, it gives you a good feel for... Loomis is supposed to be the expert on Michael, and he's telling the audience why he's sure that Michael is a fucking psychopath. Yeah. And um, we'll we'll maybe hear more from him later, but I, I thought it was delivered really well. Uh, and now we're going to run to number three. This is books. I forgot my chemistry book. So who cares? I always forget my chemistry book and my math book and my English book and my, let's see, my French book and, well, who needs books anyway? I don't need books. I, I always forget all of my books. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't really matter if you have your books or not. <laughs> hey, isn't that Devon Graham? <laughs> okay, so I, I threw that in because it was terrible dialogue and fuck this movie right up his fucking shitty ass. Fuck this fucking piece of shit movie. Fuck you. I, I hope we play that I hope we play that clip again on the way out. Are you kidding me? I forgot my books. I had my chemistry book and I had my literature book, but I forgot my French book. And I'm really upset that I have my books. But who really needs books anyway? Because books are just books, and you don't even need. Oh, hey, is that Devon Graham? I like him. I think he's cute. 
It's like you're not supposed to be paying attention to her. I know, but I do, and I fucking hate it. And I, I told you I was going to throw you a curveball. There it was. All right, number. <laughs> Boogeyman. Babies. I'm going to take a little walk. What is the boogeyman? I'm scared. There's nothing to be scared of. Are you sure? How? I killed him. You can't kill the boogeyman. Get in there, come on, Tommy. Now lock the door. I do like that you can't kill the boogeyman. Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah. You know why? Because at the end, they don't kill the boogeyman. Yeah. A little foreshadowing. She stabs him in the eye, stabs him in the chest with a fucking knife or whatever, and he's gone. Yeah, and then he gets shot six times, too. Yeah, well that that too. Yeah, but maybe he was wearing maybe he learned how to like you know he was watching Loomis just eat bullets and Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he studied Loomis. All right, <laughs> yeah, All right number <laughs> one, Daddy. Uh by the way. You know what? Fuck it. By the way. I've had like four separate people ask me if you're going to get rid of that daddy <laughs> thing that you do. And I was like, we have all new bumpers next next season. So hopefully Rob does not do that again. <laughs> okay, so do a better one is what you're saying. Uh, let's go to it. <laughs> all right. The only thing that ever bothers me is their gibberish. When they start raving on and on. You haven't anything to worry about. He hasn't spoken a word in 15 years. Are there any special instructions? Just try to understand what we're dealing with here. Don't underestimate it. Don't you think we could refer to it as him? If you say so. The compassion's overwhelming, Doctor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. It's it's his own uh, psychologist, like referring to him as it, which he he'd be the first person to say that this is a human too. But after seven years of trying to make yeah, him human um, in his mind, and eight years of trying to make sure he never escapes, he's just over it. It speaks to yeah. how how menacing Michael Myers actually is. Just like, dude, I'm a grown professional like child psychologist now this this is not a person he's a fucking evil incarnate yeah exactly which which i loved so there you have it uh why don't we throw it to bomb for test number five the best production test number five the best production okay have you guys heard of the 1974 film Black Christmas. I've yes, heard the name, I've heard of it. but I have not seen it. Okay, it is officially the first slasher movie and the first movie to have a quote-unquote final girl. Have you heard that term before? Yes, mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's uh, the survivor. It's Lori in this case. Right, so Black Christmas had the first final girl. But Halloween has, in my opinion, the first final girl that is most memorable. And that is my tagline. Most memorable final girl. 
Okay. That that's for Chris to write down. In I'm writing his, it right uh, now. In his complete stupor. Okay, so <laughs> argument <laughs> arguments have been made, and, and I'm writing this. it this down, is... Bob. But I, I'm not sure I can read it tomorrow. So what does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> this, this, oh, wait! Do you read my text that I sent earlier? Uh, if you didn't read it yet, okay. So, um, uh, whether you, here's the thing: arguments have been made that Laurie Strode—that's Jamie Lee Curtis's character—would have not survived without Dr. Loomis coming to her rescue. Because remember in the last scene, he shoots yeah. Michael like six times. Yeah. But that's not just true. Had it been a normal human attacker, like if Michael Myers had been a normal, non-paranormal human attacker, Strode's yeah. efforts would have been sufficient. Like yeah. she stabbed him in the eye, then she stabbed him with a knife. Yeah. And with no help needed, from outside sources, so making her the heroine. Yes. Even yeah, and, even Doctor yeah. Loomis. I mean, look at it. Even Doctor Loomis can't kill Michael. He 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 fired several rounds into him with a gun, yeah. and Michael still escaped. So therefore, not only is Strode the final girl of her own devices, but the one that people remember first and foremost within the genre. Well done, John Carpenter. Yeah, because um, yeah, I know the there. argument you're talking about where people criticize the movie because she was a damsel in distress, but the counter argument is yeah, Loomis couldn't kill her either, kill him either. So therefore, you know, she's right. not the damsel in distress. Loomis is also in distress. I did, I did right. not once think of her as a damsel in distress. I, yeah. I thought of her as the heroine. You know, to be yeah. to be uh, totally honest. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, so let's. Uh, and I I wrote that down, and we'll see if um, you know next. Good movie, I can even make sense of it. But test number six, the best acting. Test number six. The best acting. Yeah, there's not much here because it's No, there's not much here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's start with good acting. No, there wasn't. Number one, daddy. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. One. There we go. <laughs> It too. <laughs> what do I give him when we take him in front of the judge? Sarazine. We'll barely be able to sit up. That's the idea. You're serious about it, aren't you? Yeah. You mean you actually never want him to get out? Never. 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 Then why are we taking him up to Hardin County if you're just going to walk Because that is the law. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Donald Pleasance and um, the woman uh, acting there as a nurse uh, had convincing dialogue. And there's not a lot of it in the movie. Um, Right. But Donald Pleasance is um, like just defeated. It sounds like he he's just like, I tried, I tried, I tried. I couldn't. Like yeah. I'm over telling people that I couldn't. I'm I'm done with it. Just let's just lock him away forever because you know he's yeah. just a, an evil piece of shit. And the nurse is like, I don't so, really. 
how many scenes is Dr. Loomis with the nurse? Like one or two? Two, maybe. Yeah. It's like the first yeah, eight minutes so, of the movie, yeah. Yeah. Right. So here's a great fact or no fact that I'm <clears throat> revealing right away. He was two bottles of wine drunk for one of those scenes. And wow. this might have been the one. This may have been the one. So the director, Carpenter, was actually very concerned that that Loomis, you know, Donald Pleasance was going to be a complete wreck. And here yeah. he turned out just great. Agreed. It, 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 sometimes when your your co-host is really worried about your performance when you've been drinking, it turns out to be fantastic, and he should shut the fuck up about it. Let's go to number two. How did you know? <laughs> number. Uh, oh, one second. I, I just found it. Two. Two. There you go. This is Bushes. Look. Look where? Behind the bush. I don't see anything. I drove by so fast that when you yelled at. Subtle, isn't it? (laughs) Hey, creep. Laurie, dear. He wants to talk to you. He wants to take you out tonight. tragic you never go out you must have a small fortune stashed from babysitting so much guys think i'm too smart i don't i think you're wacko now you're seeing men behind bushes <laughs> well what? i'm her right. friends are it's shitty and i'm glad they're dead <laughs> <Gotta say that>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i go to the last like 10 seconds there it's not yeah. great um but i also wanted to clip it because it's the uh, iconic shot that bob was talking about they're walking down the sidewalk and they just see Michael in broad daylight, which is not the horror movie, um, you know, norm. You don't see the killer just like out in the neighborhood. And it's kind of shocking because it's, it's way more realistic than anything that that you'd been presented by that point. It it feels like Michael's a real thing in that moment, I think. And I can understand that. And I appreciate it. Um, the, the acting from there is pretty good until the last like 10, 15 seconds where I clipped it anyway, just because it didn't make sense to cut it earlier than that. But let's what's, do number. What's crazy, what's crazy is that so many subsequent movies did the opposite instead like 1978. Like this was like early enough in cinema that you think they'd take the lead and be scary. And instead yeah. they went the opposite and did everything in shadows and, and, reflections instead of actual broad daylight. So yeah, I give him a lot of credit for this one. It, it, I do too, because it's, it's Michael's uh, brazen craziness. Like he, he's not yeah. afraid like it later in the movie. And I don't think we clip it or we'll talk about it, but um, he kills that best friend. And then he is carrying her around the front of the house. And the, the young boy yeah. that Jamie the Curtis is babysitting sees him do this. 
and maybe other neighbors too, but it's Halloween, I guess, is his cover. But he's yeah. probably not thinking yeah. about it. He just doesn't care. And and he's yeah. the brazen, um, you know, no fear attitude he has. I love him. It, yeah. it is creepy for that reason. So let's do number three. This is Head Tilt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Daddy? Oh. Linda, you asshole. I sound when I order Domino's on the other end of the phone. <laughs> <sighs> this is for our YouTube audience. It is. www.theworstmovieevermade.com Dot com. That's it. Well, <clears throat> so what that is, and, and Rob is right, it's kind of more for the YouTube audience. After Michael kills the guy, um, he does this thing that I love where he's like kind of interested in the way that he stuck the body to the wall. And, yeah. and I thought that that was um, way before it's time. It's kind of like the psychological makeup of the killer um, and the, the interest that he has and how the, the body was like pinned against the wall that I thought was kind of horrifying. Like, the, the, the only... They only redid that in the Rob Zombie Halloween remake. That was like the first time I saw that redone. Yeah. And it, it, have you ever seen The Departed? Yeah. It yeah. reminds me of Rob, uh, not Rob, uh, Jack Nicholson, where he like shoots two people and the arrangement that they land in is, is different. And he was like, ah, they fell funny. And it, it's like his <laughs> right. like humor about the, the spot that, that makes you realize what a fucking psychotic killer he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he just shot two people in the back of the head and the way that they were arranged afterward. Right. Yeah. It's the same thing. Right. You know, Michael's interested yes. in like, I haven't seen that happen that isn't, way. Isn't you know? that something? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. There's, there's a great interview with Matt Damon describing the filming of that scene and like how that was all improv. Like Jack Nicholson had the script. And he's like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if like the camera kept rolling and I said this and the camera kept rolling and I said that. And like it, he, yeah. more, it, he says like 10 fucked up things, but like three made the final cut. And they're like, they're like that just shows how like how into the character he was and how like he's like, yeah, he's just, he, this is so routine for him that he's just like, huh, isn't that something? Yeah, right. Yeah, which is cool. That's an experienced actor right there, like knowing yeah. how to improv lines and stuff. Okay, let's throw it back to Bob for a fact or no fact. Oh, oh yes, that's over here. Where is that? <clears throat> fact. No fact. Fact. No fact. So this is where I flip it, and I used to flip it where I would do four facts in one lie 
for the good movie episode, and then I thought that was too fun. I'll do that for the bad movie episode, and and here I am now with four lies and a fact. So only one thing that I'm going to read is real. Everything okay. else is a fallacy. Farce. Everything is a lie, except for that one. Okay, so fact or no fact for uh, this, and I, I called, I had a name for it. I thought, with our hot dog influence, I thought Halloweeny. <laughs> I thought Halloweeny Glycerini is what I called this. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky I'm drunk. Okay. That's extra funny. Okay. <laughs> okay. First fact or no fact is of the female leads, uh, all the girls were supposed to be in high school, but Jamie Lee Curtis was the only one who was a legal adult at the time of shooting. Okay. Second one Robert Englund. Do you guys know who Robert Englund is? <clears throat> he was the one that played Freddy Krueger. Okay. In a Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Um, he said that John Carpenter had him throw a bag of dead leaves on the set for one day of this movie. Huh. Okay, Deborah Hill, who you may have heard in the previous uh, segments, was Carpenter's girlfriend at the time of the shooting. Uh, she wrote the dialogue for the male characters, Dr. Loomis specifically, while John Carpenter concentrated on the female characters. Okay. Okay, second, Deborah Hill. I'm sorry, this is fourth. Deborah Hill, the co-writer of the movie, worked for a salary instead of a percentage of the profits, and with $7 million in profits, she regrets that decision. Yeah, no kidding. And last, this movie introduced the Feast of Halloween to the country of Greece, they totally did not know the holiday at that time. Greece did not know about the holiday Halloween. Yes. Uh, huh. Okay. So one of those things is real. Everything else is a complete lie. That's tough because I can believe a couple. Which I one believe, is real? I believe Jamie Lee Curtis being a legal adult, but I don't know the age of the other women because I know she was... She had like a brief career in like Playboy or something before acting, so she had to have been an adult. But I'm not sure of the other ages, so that's where I'm doubting myself. Um, Robert England, I mean that's believable. I mean, if you're like in the same sphere, but you're like working, like he, maybe he's like, oh, I'll give you a hundred bucks to like fucking. I'm a struggling yeah. actor. I'll, I'll sprinkle some leaves. That's believable. Yeah. Um, I know Deborah Hill was the girlfriend at the time of the shooting. I know she did write a lot of the dialogue, but. I also agree that he concentrated on the female characters because when people, um, to your point on production, Bob, when people criticize like the damsel in the stress thing, Carpenter was very vocal about like their misinterpretation of like, oh, well, she's using nothing but phallic symbols to kill the killer. So uh -huh. I think he, he may have been speaking for the females in this movie. Um, <laughs> I, believe, I believe the salary thing because when you're working on spec and you don't know if the thing's going to be a runaway success the smart thing to do is take the salary because overwhelmingly in many cases, that's the only money you're going to get. So I could, I know James Earl Jones, he only started seeing residuals for Darth Vader like 10 years ago. And he was yeah. glad he took the $7,000 up front to do it because he's like, well, I'm not going to see anything off this because it's, it's in the red when they made it. Um, 
The movie introduced Halloween to Greece. This is tough, Bob. These are all like somewhat believable. Um, I am going to say that Deborah Hill worked for a salary instead of a percentage because I think, I think, if you are working in show business and you're starting out, you want the short-term payoff because you're not sure if your work's going to have residuals. So I, I'd say number four is my my answer. I will say right. number three is my answer. What the sheet worked for? That uh, she that she wrote the dialogue from that, and Carpenter wrote uh, concentrated right, so, on the dialogue from that. I'm going to go backwards in my reveal because okay. this was Bob Fullery all the fucking way. I think uh, they're all half all, true. I think they're all half true. Th they're yeah. all backwards true. They're all backwards true. This introduced the Feast of Halloween to Spain, not Greece. Uh -huh. right. Deborah Hill worked for percentage of profits, not salary. Uh, so she she actually okay. made a fucking killing. Nice. Okay, so I'm wrong. And they broke up a year after this movie was released. That's the kind of sad thing. Oh, but good for her. Okay. Uh, yeah. and Deborah Hill concentrated on the female characters while uh, uh, Carpenter did oh, male characters, so especially Doctor Loomis. So, and of of the female leads, Jamie Lee Curtis was the only one who was an actual teenager. Everyone else was an adult. Aha. Uh -huh. So Robert England was a leaf sprinkler. So Robert England <laughs> actually sprinkled dead leaves on the set for one day. It was so, an interview he did for a magazine. It, I thought that was absolutely hysterical because I'm a big fan of uh, that kind of trivia. So Bob decided to trick not treat yeah. on this on this episode and uh i'm not happy about it i i feel like you know because i was thinking about number two i should yeah. probably get the win but I, i'll just throw it to the catch-all okay <laughs> and now it's time for the catch-all the doors suck they do. Simple jack-o'-lantern open, and I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Introducing Jamie Lee Curtis. How the fuck about that? That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, the thing is, she was Janet Lee's daughter, who was the lead in Psycho, or the female lead in Psycho. Okay. Uh -huh. And she was Tony Curtis's daughter, who was the lead in several things. Huh. But most notably for me, the Boston Strangler, uh, which I recommend. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she, she, was, she basically was not a good actress, but they kept her because she had famous family. Yeah. Nepo, Nepo, maybe. Yeah. yeah. For you Real Housewives fans out there, Kyle Richards was one of the kids in this. I was told huh. to say that by someone who will remain anonymous. It was my wife. Uh, Okay. Okay. Here's some things. Who the hell's Kyle Richards? I don't know. Some chick from Real Housewives or something. Oh, Kyle um, Richards is some chick. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I haven't seen her boobs, I don't care. Um, 
All right. Uh, here's some things that offended me about the movie after I said that. Uh, left the back door open? Really? Yeah. I said that to Aaron. I'm like, we're watching it together. And I'm like, they left the back door open when Michael goes like, like right in there. No problem. I mean, it's his own house. So it doesn't really matter. And she was like, yeah, you know, in the seventies, that's what they did. They left their back door open. They didn't care. And I was like, what about bugs? You want like a million mosquitoes in in your house? I don't. Dude. And after, after Lori gets spooked, she leaves her house and doesn't lock the door. She just closes it behind her. what, What the fuck is this? Not uh, and then, Jersey in October. Come on, for real. Very quick sexies. Uh, Michael, uh, you know, the Michael's sister or babysitter or whatever, and her boy go upstairs for like four minutes. Yeah. And he's like, I'll call you. Yeah. It's like <laughs> barely anything. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to. No I was going to text you guys that. Uh, like, yeah. It's if you're going in filmic time, it's that was like a 30 second bang. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but. When 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 you were seventeen, eighteen, come on. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah sure. that's true. Uh bloody boobers. Bloody boobers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> boobers. Uh, okay. The nurse thinks the psych ward is cool, uh with patients walking around outside at midnight <laughs> in the rain. Um, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. That's something I wanted to explore further. It's like they're they're focused on Mike, but it's like what about all the other lunatics that are just fucking <laughs> like frolicking in the field in their uh, white robes? It's, it's, rec- it's recreation time, of course. Uh, cool that she drops off the key and becomes the target. I kind of like that. So she just drops yeah. off the key at the Myers house, and that's that was uh, warrant enough for Michael to uh, pin her. Why aren't the parents and teachers concerned about the jumpsuit man with the white William Shatner mask skulking around the school? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Uh, Michael killed another dude on the way to into town. I, I and I like yeah. that detail. It makes him a, a real. He did writer. right. He totally did. That's, yeah. where, that's where he got his coveralls because it was like a mechanic or a plumber. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Remember trick or treating? Oh, I remember. I remember. Yeah. I remember. Uh, her best friend is a terrible person. A horrible person. She's the worst. She's the absolute worst. Uh, but on that note, good character development because I fucking hated her and I I, I yeah. thought that uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, Laurie character was well developed. I also like the pacing in this movie pretty pretty much. Like for the most part, uh, there's a couple of scenes that I think we can do without. But you got to make. They actually had to add scenes for the TV versions because yeah. of uh, uh, duration. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, why does a friend have to get completely naked and then put on a conveniently hanging man's button up in the kitchen? Uh, I mean, that's the only thing she wears. She picks up uh, in the middle of the book. This is Lori the, with the with the kid while she's babysitting. And the kid is like, nah, like we've already read half this book. But no, I'd rather read my comic books. I have stowed under my comic uh, under, under the couch. And they are Laser Man, Neutron Man, and Tarantula Man. And I'm yeah. just feeling bad for this kid. <laughs> yeah. uh, her friend calls yeah. Ben Tramer and tells him how attracted she is, uh, Lori is, to him. And what pisses me off the most, I think, is Ben Tramer is an obvious fake name. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's like 8 billion people in this world. And none of them are named Ben Tramer. Fight me. Apparently, Laurie Strode, the Jamie Lee Curtis, the Jamie Lee Curtis's character was yeah. based off of John Carpenter's first girlfriend. Oh, I'm not kidding. Oh, uh, cornstarch, mustard powder. What the fuck is that chick putting on her popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I thought it, I, I thought because it's Carpenter it's cool that they pander to the thing yeah they did yeah. they did uh, going maybe it's not cool if you take it like Malibu Express style you know like mentioning your own movie but yeah uh, she's you know, going the thing out wasn't until 82 so that, that was I guess he was planning on remaking it I have no idea okay gotcha uh, going out to the laundry room in just your shirt with trick or treaters ab- ab- about, and uh, you know, parents looking out their windows and shit seems a little, you know, whatever. Anyway, she's in the laundry room and she can't get out, so she gets stuck in a window like, uh, yeah. like it's a bad porno. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michael, by the way, has super strength. Don't know where he learned that. Probably from Loomis. Yeah. Probably from Loomis. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> That's right. From Loomis, yeah. Uh, at some point, Lori is on the phone with uh, her friend, and she's talking about Amy's uh, or Annie's famous squealing. She's yeah. like, everybody knows Annie for her famous squealing, and that made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, also, another thing that Lori says is, "You'll be sorry." And by the way, nobody is ever sorry when someone says, "You'll be sorry." Yeah, I don't think that's ever happened. So. Um, Judith Myers headstone in the bed is kind of funny, but it's like a decent like callback to the headstone missing. I yeah. guess I don't know. Yeah, but, but like, those things were heavy. Yeah, seriously, imagine, like hundred pounds. Just imagine like a, a fly on the wall witnessing that. It's like he he's just like in the graveyard, like and then it's like lugging it up the stairs because it wasn't in that. Who is he, Steven Seagal? How's he moving that much weight up the stairs? Yeah, yeah. Think about the timeline here. So. Headstone wasn't in the bed. The body wasn't in the bed. Yeah. So Lori is running around from a killer, and he's like, oh, shit, I got to set this up. And he has to, like, scramble, <laughs> like, get all yeah, the bodies. Yeah, exactly. Put the tombstone, and then he's like, all right. <laughs> that, that's where the supernatural part is supposed to come in, I guess. Yeah. It also reminds me of when Steven Seagal uses the lipstick to leave little notes for all the bad guys when he's killing them. Uh-huh. Don't just yes. leave the knife next to the killer. Don't do that. Don't drop yeah. the knife next to the person who you don't know is dead for sure and is killing everybody. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and a precision eye poke from Lori. Nice job, Lori. Oh, very really nice. very precise. Yes. You guys want to mention anything before we throw in the back credit, mate? Um, just just a franchise as a whole. Um, because they they mess with the continuity a bunch, right? And yeah. They, it, it, Laurie is in subsequent films, but the the final trilogy that just like concluded that resets yeah. the timeline and that takes place ignoring the rest of the canon, and it follows. Uh, but like the rest of the canons, what established that she's actually his brother, his his sister. Yes, which is why he's after her. But then he's she's still his sister after they reset the continuity. Yeah, I, I, it just, yeah, yeah. It just bugs know, me. Yeah. It's like. I, <clears throat> The, that first YouTube comment was better. It, it's right. This would have been better as a standalone film, I think. Um, I completely agree. 
Because oh, I totally agree. I hate I hate sequels. I absolutely hate them. Yeah. For the most part, I agree. So that's that's all I had to say. It's just like they, they just they fuck with the continuity and they're like, oh wait, no, we didn't like that, but we're gonna keep this part, but also reboot it. Yeah, yeah. Shitty. Yeah. All right, bad credit names. I'm the freak. The Phantom Freak. The King of Nine X. Bad credit names. Alright, wait, wait. How about the master of disaster, huh? You're hopeless, man. Utterly hopeless. Ultra laser. Doctor Doom. Orwell's here now. He's living large. We have no names, man. No names. We are nameless. Uh, there were only like 40 people involved in this movie, so yeah, I, I couldn't pull much. Uh, Reed Freeman, kind of like okay. Reed Freeman. Okay. Uh, Jack DeWolf. Wow. PJ Souls. Ew. Yeah, she showed her boobies. Oh, did she? Oh. I, I, saw thought, Chris the, I thought Chris the Boob Sleuth would have known that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the Bob Sleuth instead. Coming in with this. Uh, Arthur Mallet. Okay. Okay. And Art. Art Mallet. Art. And lastly, oh, the one that I thought was best, Sandy Johnson. Yeah, that's the winner. For sure. Nobody wants nobody wants those. Yes. That wins. That wins. Yes, definitely. All right, uh, let's go to the movie results. Okay. Fight the real enemy. Okay. Uh best of its kind. Plus thirty and best. Very nice. A pitch uh, of 3.5 from Rob. That's a little, that's, you know, uh, all right, Rob. Come a little harder next time, you know what I mean? Uh, What works well, really well. I think a lot of this works really well, no? Yeah. Dialogue, what do you guys want to say about it? It's, 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 it moves the story forward, I guess. It's, it's slasher dialogue. It's. Moves the slasher movie. Yeah. It's teenagers being teenagers, and then they're all getting killed. Like, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a law of Dr. Loomis ex- exposition. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, most memorable final girl for uh, production. I like that. That's a, a very standalone. Acting, how did, how'd you feel? I, I'm going to say terrible. I mean... Say, oh, I'll say okay. I'm going to say okay. I'm going to say terrible. Fuck, yeah, it's, fuck, it's okay, fuck terrible. Because here, yeah, um, fuck uh, Halloween. This movie blown. The Exorcist came out in '77, right? <laughs> yeah, '78. Yeah. '78. Yeah. So let's same year. So let's compare the two. Like I, th- I would say, Exorcist had excellent acting compared uh-huh. to Halloween. I, but I don't think agree. Halloween's terrible either. I do. <laughs> okay, I so terrible. Fun. All right, you guys want to say yeah. anything extra, like uh, an opposite of demerits? Um. I'll say really great work with the given budget. Agreed. Yeah. That was like a hundred K, right? Make this uh three fifty. Okay. But still, but still. But um it made, okay. It made seventy million. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. That's like a Marvel that, that, ratio. Yeah. That's yeah, like a really 20,000 times profit or some shit that's like that. Outrageous. Yeah. And okay, back guys. Then too, Go ahead. Back then, too, the box office earnings were like 
if you made back your production budget, you pretty much like broke even, then you profit. Like nowadays, you have to like double your budget when you factor in the marketing and all that shit. So like even though the like the Flash would have right. to make four hundred million against two hundred million to be a profit, whereas yeah, back then exactly. it's just like it was like one to one. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Uh, do you guys know what we're watching next week? I hope it's Idle no. Hands. It is Idle Hands. <laughs> oh, Idle oh, hands next week. Okay, it, it is I'm Idle down. Hands. Okay. I watched it last week. I'm going to watch it again. It's on the drive already because I wanted to watch it. Whether Sweet. or not it won. Well, so we oh, can, it, you put it on the drive already? It's, on the, it's already on the it's drive. Already nice. on the drive. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Rob, why don't you plug us, send it to Bob's last word, and then let me pee because I've had like a million sure. years. So you can listen to our Idle Hands episode of The Worst Movie Ever Made next week at www.theworstmovieevermade.com. That's where our Spotify is, our Google Play, iTunes, Instagram, TikTok, and our YouTube episodes go live every Sunday after we premiere on Wednesday for the audio version of the show. That is um, our Idle Hands episode starring Devin Sawa and Seth Green uh, at www.thewordsmovieevermade.com. I am so fucking happy right now. Bob, what are your final words? Well, Chris said it earlier. I'm not sure anyone caught it, but he said bloody boobers, and that's my final word. I okay. did say bloody boobers. All right. Uh, with that, we want to thank you so much for listening. Go check us out. Email us. We have our email to read next week, I believe. It's going to uh, dictate a movie that we watch next season. I think next season we're doing uh, Blockbuster Flops, something right. along those lines. Uh, we had discussed. Right. We'll discuss it again. I have to pee. So uh, goodbye. I love you. Thank you for listening. I forgot my chemistry book. So who cares? I always forget my chemistry book and my math book and my English book and my, let's see, my French book and, well, who needs books anyway? I don't need books. I, I always forget all my books. I mean, it doesn't really matter if you have your books or not. 17 hey, isn't that Devon Graham? <laughs> all right, guys, see you next week. <laughs> Hands, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs>